Hey everyone, Chris Wan here. This is Accent Out Loud, a podcast about one person's take on English language learning, accent modification, and communication. Okay, so welcome. <clears throat> I think this is episode 12. Today we're going to talk about the movie Get Out. Now I know I'm a bit late to the party. Uh, I think it's two years since it came out, but I had some time. It was a movie I really wanted to watch, so I ended up watching it and I thought it was really exciting. I was really pumped about it, so we're going to talk about it a bit more today. Just a heads up, there's going to be spoilers from the movie, so don't listen to this episode if you, like me, are living your best 2017 life right now and maybe you want the suspense of watching the movie yourself. If you don't care, uh, continue listening because I'm going to talk about the spoilers, I'm going to give a synopsis, whatever else. So the thing that I was really interested about that movie was specifically the stark contrast in the way that actors spoke when they were quote-unquote possessed. For lack of a better term for that whole hypnosis brain transfer situation, I'm just going to call it possessed. But, um, you know, that step one hypnosis, step two, that psychological pre-op and then the actual brain neurosurgery. Um, now, the main character, Chris, who is black, is anxious about his white girlfriend's parents. It's about to meet his white girlfriend's parents at their country estate. They seem nice, but still they creep him out. That's the Netflix synopsis. Over the course of what seemed to be like a, a weekend, Chris meets his girlfriend's extended family. There's racial undertones, a sort of fetishism about being African-American that they all ask about or inquire about. And all of it pretty much makes Chris uncomfortable. Now, Chris then meets other Af uh, African-Americans at the estate, but during their brief interactions, realizes that something's off-putting about them. They're, they're weird. They're not... They're not relaxed, they're not talking the same way that he is, they're really proper dressed sort of like their maids or um, butlers to this white family. And you eventually learn that they have been possessed by white people, Chris's girlfriend's extended family. And I don't know, there was just such a distinct difference between how the actors acted when they were quote-unquote possessed and non-possessed and the way that their their manner of speech came out it was very easy to identify between the two between when they um, were their own person or when they were um, possessed by some some Caucasian relative uh, of the evil family right and it just spoke really to the actor's ability to differentiate between the two to have a different manner of our manner of enunciation of speech between the two. Um, and for me, that was really cool. That was really interesting because it's kind of like you're learning a new accent, kind of like you're learning a new way of speaking English. And so it, it, it was almost remi very reminiscent of how uh, Dave Chappelle in his stand-up comedy bits gives his impression or his, his acting of Caucasian characters, whether this be like a policeman, a politician, uh, just just a white guy on the street when he he has this sort of pretend uh, dialogue between himself as Dave Chappelle and this Caucasian person then he he has these two voices let me do the talking well know what he said it's almost exactly what he said I 
I can't believe it. He says, oh, oh, oh. Sorry, officer, I... I didn't know I couldn't do that. I was fucking shocked. To show the audience sort of, this is me saying it, and then this is this uh, white guy saying it. And so, for me, there were like three main things that stood out between the two. And for me, those things were really, really salient. One of them is the attention to full and complete articulation and enunciation. What's up, man? Chris, nice to, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Chris. Nice to meet you indeed. When there was a, a period of time where it was the unpossessed or non-possessed uh, character, then you can see how they would have slang, they'd use simple um, conjunctions like wanna, gonna, uh, what's up? And when they were their possessed self, then they would say um, more formal ways of talking. They would, they would sort of um, fully articulate all the uh, consonants and really drag out some of those sounds to be much more exaggerated mouth movements. Nothing I don't want to be doing. And that stark difference between the two really makes it easier for an audience member to understand, to listen, to, to tell very easily between the two characters that the actor is playing. There's sort of a completeness to each and every sound that is fully said, that is fully produced. And the mouth movements, like I said before, are exaggerated to adequately reflect that. We get the exact difference here between nothing I don't want to be doing versus wanna. And you have sup, sup man, versus nice to meet you. It's very, very different manner of articulation, different phrasing, different, a lot of times with slang, you, you drop as many words as you can. How do you say the sounds as quickly and as efficiently as you can while still being understood um, or retaining that general meaning? Um, but if you were to talk more exaggerated, then you really take your time enunciating all those sounds to be fully articulate with your words to make sure that there is no misrepresentation or mishearing. There's other things that are very unique about the way that they communicate when you're, when the character is possessed versus not possessed. There are glimpses of African-American vernacular, and I'm not going to argue, I'm definitely not the person to be talking about whether it's a dialect or language, but the idea that I noticed and that is sort of being conveyed there is you do have this sort of African-American uh, vernacular English. In the media, it's sort of associated with the term Ebonics, but it's essentially a African-American English variant with its own set of rules, its own sort of grammar. And we really get a sense of that in certain words or phrases that are said. We get, look, bruh, all I'm doing is connecting the dots. I'm taking what you presented to me, okay? I'm going to tell you this. In North American English, they're not going to say, I'm going to tell you this. There, there's no that, that over drastic conjunction. And another one is, you ain't getting in my head. You ain't getting in my head. You are not getting in my head. Um, 
it, it's very reminiscent or um, parallels that sort of meme that went around was ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Where it's like a double negative, ain't nobody. Where you can just say nobody. But again, that's sort of that differentiation between African-American vernacular English and your standard English. And it's that nuance between when the character does one language versus the other language that, again, you, you very easily, as an audience member, distinguish between the two characters within the same actor. So I thought that was really unique. I thought that was really interesting. The other thing that they, they, they do that is very different is the, the lexicon or the word choice. The, their vocabulary and the word repertoire that the character has when they are possessed versus not possessed changes. I wasn't trying to snitch. Snitch. Rat you out. Tattletale. And similar to how you have slang versus not slang, if you use certain words versus other words, then that is equally expressive of the two character, the duality of the character, the duality within that character of the two, the possessed and unpossessed form. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's <laughs> clearly I am a speech language pathologist because that's where my mind went with that one. Yeah, I, I just, I really enjoyed the movie. It really was very interesting to see the nuances, the subtleties, the, the, the constant sense of fear or an unwelcomeness or edginess that an African-American in America would potentially feel um, being so out of their comfort zone. And I mean, the way that they talk is different, the way that they act is different, the way that they socialize is different. So it really puts into perspective, I guess, in a dark comedic way through the through a, a sort of dark thriller movie it, it it's sort of a microcosm of how potentially an african-american feels in america that's what i had to say this time around i know it's sort of an odd one but uh one of a kind top of the line a real doggone keeper <laughs> yeah i really enjoyed the movie Maybe if there's another movie that was really interesting to me, then we can talk about that as well. Hopefully you guys don't hear the police car in the background too much. And yeah, hope everyone has a great week. I'll keep trying to churn these out as best as I can. Let me know if there's something more interesting that you want to hear. Uh, I'm going to try and get back to more of the educational side of stuff, but I'm also trying to set up my um, YouTube studio work thing so that I can try and do more videos with some visuals and hope you all have a amazing week like I said before cheers if you like what you're hearing or even if you aren't let me know I know this podcast can be something great and educational for a lot of people I'm here to listen so give me your take your likes your dislikes and maybe we can make this into something that'll help a lot of people. Leave a rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Once I figure out how to read the reviews, I'm sure it'll help. 